Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Chronically Healing Podcast. My name is Jesse Fritz. If you are new here, thank you so much for listening to the show. Today on the podcast, I have Samantha Lander, who I'm super excited for y'all to hear from. But before I get into telling you a little bit more about her, I just want to let you know that I appreciate y'all being patient with me in the last few months where I haven't been able to get podcasts up as steadily. It's been just a crazy shit show over here with travel and just with my own health. So yeah, that's kind of where things are at. But I am really excited for y'all to listen to Samantha's episode today. Let me tell you a little bit more about her. So Samantha Lander found her way into the health industry through years of working on her own health. Samantha was always into athletics, and then in college, she decided to major in sports management. In 2003, Samantha graduated with a degree in kinesiology from the University of Michigan with a major in sports management. Following graduation, she moved to Los Angeles, where she found success working in the music industry as a club DJ and producer, where her life took a turn with drugs and even prison. After several years, she became disenchanted with her work and began to realize that she missed having athletics in her life. Always one to tackle a dilemma head on, she decided to take a spinning class and immediately wanted to get back into the fitness industry. In 2006, Samantha moved back to St. Louis to pursue her personal training certification. Her certifications include NASM and ASAM, Functional Diagnostic Nutrition, NESTA, and Czech Level 2 Holistic Life Coach, or Lifestyle Coach, I'm sorry. Samantha's desire to do functional diagnostics came from her own health problems she discovered when she learned she suffered from adrenal fatigue, food sensitivities, pathogens, leaky gut, and a lot of hidden stressors. She spent a good portion of her life struggling with weight despite working out and eating a perfect diet and knew it had to be something more. With the right coaching, she slowly began to rebuild her health and realized that she didn't have to settle for feeling horrible for the rest of her life. The long road to get better has given her the drive to help others who are suffering through the same. Through her passionate love of health and wellness and natural ability to partner with her clients to tailor their individual workout plans and holistic protocols, Samantha has found her professional calling as a functional diagnostics practitioner. In this role, she has a genuine desire to help her clients achieve their goals they believed were never attainable. Currently, she works with a diverse range of clients in terms of age, gender, and abilities. So Samantha and I talk all about her journey with her own chronic health issues, being misdiagnosed, hypothyroidism, drugs, and her, you know, how her life took a change around that time. And now what she's doing as an FDN and how she's helping people on their own health journey, how she's consistently trying to take care of her own health as a single mom. So there's so many great nuggets in this episode that I can't wait for y'all to listen to. But first, make sure if you haven't already to subscribe to the Chronically Healing podcast so you don't miss any new episodes that go up and any new announcements that may be coming soon. And make sure you leave us a review if you haven't already. I know everybody says this when you're listening to podcasts, but it's for good reason because the more reviews we have, the more that will show up in other people's downloads and that other people might be able to find our podcast. So Without further ado, let's jump into Samantha's episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Chronically Healing Podcast. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to Samantha Lander. Thank you for coming on the show. How are you doing today? I am doing great. Perfect. So I'm excited to (laughs) jump in. Why don't you um, just tell people a little bit about you, who you are, and then we can kind of jump into your story with chronic illness. 
I am a, I am from St. Louis, Missouri. I am a functional diagnostic nutritionist and I am a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up here. I went to University of Michigan um, and then I moved out to LA for six years and decided to become a DJ and a producer of music <laughs> and <laughs> where I didn't sleep for a decade. And then I uh, moved home and that's kind of when I started to become a trainer um, and got into, you know, the holistic health and functional health world. So I have one kid, he's four. <laughs> I love that. So, so where are you at now? I'm in Missouri. Missouri. I'm in St. Louis. Yep. Love it. Um, I've never been to Missouri, but I've heard good things. <laughs> it's actually, it's not all cows and grassy fields. I promise. <laughs> I'm from Wisconsin, so I know I know what you mean. Everybody's oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. oh, and I'm oh, like, yeah. it's, I mean, it's mostly that in Wisconsin, but not not all of that. But yeah, so I'm excited to jump into your story. Why don't you, yeah, however much you want to want to let us know, why don't you dive into the chronic health issues that you've dealt with in your life? Great. Um, so I grew up in a family with a dad as a doctor. So a lot of Western medicine um, would be kind of the foundation when it comes to any like illness and things that would happen when I was younger. Uh, We had a very healthy diet. I was that kid who could never trade anything for a fruit roll up. (laughs) I just remember I had like whole wheat sandwiches. Like my mom did her best, but not a lot of processed food, home cooked meals, but like it'd be like pasta, but nothing like super processed, not a lot of like macaroni and cheese or anything like that. It would all be homemade. And I know that I, growing up, I had chronic sinus infections and strep throat all the time. Mm. Um, I had a deviated septum and I ended up having that fixed and my adenoids taken out and all this stuff. But so I was on antibiotics a ton as a child. My personal opinion is that is where my microbiome got completely wrecked to start. Mm-hmm. Then in about fifth grade is when I really, really started having this stomach aches that went along probably with this. Remember, they put me on Prozac for it. They diagnosed me with depression and anxiety. Mm. Um, I ended up going on something called Belladonna. And I guess that it would relax the small muscle tissue in your stomach because they said I had IBS. Mm. So I got kind of that blanket, you know, big umbrella term of IBS. And so I went to every doctor under the sun. I had a million tests done, GI panels, um, my dad, you know, my dad just sent me to the doctors he knew. And uh, it was anxiety. It was probably the big thing that drove my stomach problems. Mm. I was always an athlete growing up. I played, I did extreme sports pretty much. I was a state swimmer. I was the number one varsity rower in the U.S. in high school. Wow. Um, I, did synchron- I did synchronized swimming for seven years. Love it. <laughs> I like the glittery outfits. I don't know that <laughs> yeah. I even like the sport. <laughs> but I mean, so it was a lot of training. It was mm-hmm. just a lot of, you know, adrenal fatigue probably at that age. And I, I'd have jobs at daycares in the summer. And I remember being chronically tired. Like I remember the kids would nap and I would be like, why am I so tired? Like I'm a young girl. Like I would just be so tired all the time. And I would fluctuate with my weight. It would be heavy and then not heavy. I ended up in high school, then they put me on birth control. And so I, I did all those things. The only time, I, I never really can remember feeling good as far as it, when it comes to my health. I know I just was always tired and everything always was really hard. Mm. Uh, then 
I went to college and I quit doing sports and that's sort of when my body went haywire because it was the first time it probably ever recovered from anything. Mm. And I was doing the typical like college diet. Like I was like, I got sugar cereal for the first time <laughs> ever. This is amazing. You know, you come home and it'd be like, you know, anything with sugar. Cause I didn't grow up with it. Mm. At that point, you know, I just kind of did the college thing. I, I ended up, my anxiety started to get really, really bad sort of by junior year. At that point I was teaching spinning. I got back into fitness, but everything I was doing was like extreme cardio. So mm-hmm. I always did these things like too extreme. I'm really good at that. Anything yeah. <laughs> you put in front of my face, I will do well, even if it's a bad thing, which you're yeah. going to hear about probably. I feel that. Then, so I couldn't reach any goals and I, and I didn't want to do the Western medicine route. I remember I saw an iridologist and that's when I got diagnosed with hypothyroidism. Mm. And they put me on armor and mm. that helped a lot. I remember my energy levels were better. I could focus better. My anxiety still wasn't the best. And I still like, I know I, I would fluctuate between constipation and diarrhea. Mm-hmm. It wasn't to the point where I felt like I was going to like lose my mind. And I, at that point I was off all medication except for the armor. And I was trying to like dabble in supplements. Like I remember I, I, and, and you know you thought soy was okay then and like you just kind of did whatever I thought I could do and the iridologist read my eyes and I thought oh well this is the answer to everything and I kind of just kind of went down that health route until and then junior year um the end of it I, I remember I visited some friends in in, uh, in California and that's sort of I, I got into um like partying again I was kind of a party animal in high school Mm. and that's when I kind of got into that again, but I noticed I was sort of self-medicating for ADD and ADHD because I, I was diagnosed when I was younger, but I never took anything because I always got sick, mm-hmm. and then for my anxiety, so I started using drugs, um, mm. so I pretty much from my junior year until 2006 was, you know, um, when, when I moved out to LA after college to become a DJ and produce music, um, I had a I had a liquor job that I was gonna do out there, but it fell through. Mm. But I kind of got into this whole world, the music world, and with that came a lot of drugs. And so I just killed my body. Um, I did all the party drugs. I was I was using meth at the time, so I didn't ever mm. sleep. Oh, and yeah. yeah, so I you know it just it it calmed me down. It helped me focus. I graduated Michigan with honors while using all these drugs. It was totally self-medicating for so many different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I, you know, I wanted to have fun, but it eventually was not fun. And I, and I got into selling drugs and it's the only time though, when you look back at my like life that I don't remember my stomach hurting. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was the only time I could eat like a normal person. So I didn't feel like I had to watch what I was eating as far as like dairy or something or this or that, or I needed to be super healthy. I could go out with my friends and just kind of like, oh, I'm just going to order that. And I never felt sick. Mm-hmm. And I think that was something that was like such a relief that I just didn't feel tired because I was on meth. Yeah. <laughs> and and um, I didn't feel bad. Like I didn't. So why would I stop? Right. And that went on. And then eventually I didn't feel good and yeah. my life just fell apart and I got into a lot of trouble and I ended up in, in prison for two years Oh wow! and that, yeah. And so I, um, yeah, I had quite the little journey here. <laughs> so when I say I do things, I do it well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, was <selling> drugs. <laughs> I don't know if I did it well, if I got caught, but 
Right. I ended up in prison and that's where, you know, I'm on this prison diet, chronic stress. I worked out every freaking day, all day. You have nothing to do. Cardio, 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 like more cardio than I can tell you. And I mean, I know my adrenals were shot and I had chronic acne. My stomach problems started coming back, but eventually I got out. I became a personal trainer Mm -hmm. and I was just had chronic diarrhea and I felt like crap. Mm. And that is when I, I was, I was a really six figure business. And within two years, I was killing it. I was doing great. My, I was just tired and I felt like crap all the time. My hormones were completely messed up. I had my period all the time. I had chronic diarrhea. Oh, wow. I could not lose a pound. If you, if I didn't eat, I could starve myself and I wouldn't lose a pound. I almost would gain weight. I was so puffy and mm-hmm. retaining so much water. I was so, and it turned out super, super estrogen dominant at that time. Mm-hmm. And I've been progesterone dominant. Estrogen, I've been them all. And at that time though, I was super estrogen dominant. Um, I would have been playing with some birth control a little bit, but I ended up taking everything out. I mean, I even did like voluntary surgery to see if I had endometriosis. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe PCOS, which I still, um, I think at this point I have, but I've, I've done enough work to be able to keep everything under control. Mm-hmm. I, uh, and a trainer said, you should do a food sensitive test or work with this guy. And he is one of like, he kind of did FDN, like, right when it, I did it like kind of right when it started with this guy was like, before it was even online. And so I ran a food sensitivity test with him and I actually just did a post on it on my blog and I had probably 30 plus items on it. It was insane. And within that first week, I think I dumped 20 pounds of water. And I was like, oh, I feel better. Like something, I'm headed in the right direction. This whole functional approach is the way that I need to go. Mm-hmm. And I still had the diarrhea. And that's when I got my thyroid rechecked. And because I had gone off the medication when I went to prison. And so I went back on that. And that's when that really helped with the diarrhea. So some people mistake that the thyroid, they think it's just stomach problems that are causing the diarrhea or constipation, but it can definitely be your thyroid. Yep. And that it was really for me. me. Yeah, yeah. It mm-hmm. really, it's, it's such a misnomer because people just don't, they, it's such a big picture and you have to look at all right. of it, but yeah, yeah, that really helped. Um, then I had a parasite. So I did a stool test. So I had a parasite. So I ended up having at least, I had three parasites oh my and God. candidia. I ended up having heavy metals like big time. And then I had molds. Mm. So I, I, and I remember my apartment in California had mold. So your body was I, just gone like, through, I want all of these. I've gone through the whole <laughs> gamut. But it was kind of like peeling, yeah, peeling it like layers. So it was mm. just kind of, you know, I would get through the first thing and then, oh, well, now I got this. So I always told my clients, yeah, we might be killing this parasite now, or we might just be getting rid of some of your yeast. But it doesn't mean there's more things underneath there because your biofilm will keep stuff in if we like break it down, but things will pop up and there's so many little areas in your gut that things can hide, eggs can hide. So it's always good to kind of like say, keep that in mind. That's just not a one-time shot always. So I did that. I, I did a hormone adrenal panel. Um, at that point, it was a spit test. And I went on the hormones and I quit working. I only started, I only lifted weights. Mm-hmm. I, I am so sensitive to any cardio at this point. And that was really hard for me to wrap my head around, especially I'm sure a lot of trainers and, and 
a lot of people that I like to work with. It's like they cardio is go big or go home. They love it. It's addictive. I get it. The endorphins you get from it, you feel good, you sweat. Mm. But like even now I cannot I cannot do it. Like mm. I, I can do little bits, um, but it's it's a struggle. So I started lifting weights and within a month, I have never felt so good in my life. So I basically ran all the functional labs. Mm-hmm. And, and I, but even before I totally cleared out my gut, but doing the hormones and, you know, doing the food sensitivity test and starting the parasite protocol. I mean, I think I, I dumped all that water, um, really quickly. The puffiness went down. I, I felt like I was almost in my own skin again, because I didn't, I don't know. I'm sure a lot of people listening to this can relate that to that feeling where you literally feel like your skin doesn't fit your own body. I don't know if you can relate to that where it's like so tight and you feel so uncomfortable Mm -hmm. um, and you know that it's just not, it's not your, whatever's in there is not what part of where you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And um, that's when I was, I just was like, I got to do this. And I ended up getting certified as a, you know, functional diagnostic nutritionist. And I, have taken you know tons of courses with a really good person emma lane who's out in europe on parasites and gi and SIBO, and she's one of the best of the best i mean it's incredible what i've learned from her she spoiled me so i can't take any other gi courses i feel like now i go and take them and i'm like this is awful i'm like you guys don't know what you're doing (laughs) but um she's like she's my Mm go-to and so that's how I got certified because I, I just wanted to be able to help my clients who were reaching goals and myself. But I mean, it's still a challenge. I still have my ups and downs. I mean, I still run the labs. I can go longer now without feeling bad. So I can make it a year or I can make it sometimes two years without having to run a hormone panel or a lab. Mm-hmm. Since COVID, I've had to actually run it twice. I think just the stress of being home, yeah. you know, a single mom work. I mean, all of it. Um, and it's been a really hard time getting a handle on that. So, you know, that's the thing is it's never perfect. And I always strive for perfection, but it's always a roller coaster. But it's at least it's like there's hope that there's like period, longer periods of time where you feel better. And you know how to fix it and you have the tools in your toolbox and you have the resources and then you know great practitioners around you and mm-hmm. you have the support team. Like I mean, people like you who are doing, you know, put podcasts out mm-hmm. that can help. I send your, po- I send podcasts to all my clients. Mm-hmm. If I hear one thing that I'm like, oh, you got Hashimoto's and you, you know, <laughs> you're struggling with like some body image or whatever. Okay, here, I got one for you. Yeah, yeah. Whenever there's one that's on there, I'm like, oh, here. And I'm like, you got to listen to mold. You got to listen to this. <laughs> and they're like, oh my God. So um but that's kind of where I'm at so now I just I've uh, really started to focus more on my my functional um functional uh business and Mm -hmm. a little less of the personal training because I think it's more beneficial for people Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's that yeah there's so many parts of your story that I resonate with it's actually interesting so my husband I mentioned this when we got started talking but I wasn't recording yet but my husband actually has like undiagnosed chronic conditions. We know he had, um, some issues with, uh, mercury and like, you know, heavy metals, stuff like that. But he was a personal trainer, like full-time personal trainer. And, um, you know, 
bodybuilder, the big muscle guy, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden the guy couldn't even lift a grocery bag. Like he was so depleted. And as a trainer, it was really hard for him. Mm -hmm. Um, well, I mean, he had to stop working for uh, over almost two months, which was a financial strain. He owned his own business, you know, all those kinds of things. But then, I mean, he dropped, I think he's lost in total like 50 pounds and all muscle. And so then having to go back and being a a personal trainer when you don't look like one, it's just, there's just so much like tied up into that. And for everybody, not just like personal trainers out there who get sick, but, um, but yeah, it's just, it's crazy when you have a physical job and you're physically not, your body's not working. (laughs) You have to like try to combine those things. Right. Yeah, it was really hard. And at, at the time, I was actually training. Mm. When, I, when, I, when I was at my sickest, I was training. So my demographic sort of ended up being like these high school girls. Mm. You know, they come from really good families and a lot of them were athletes and stuff. And these girls would just come in and they would just talk about how fat they were all day mm. long. And they would talk. And like these girls probably weigh like, I mean, they probably weigh like 100 pounds. You're right. You know, in high school, you know, you high school, you think you're, you don't like, wait till you guys go to college. And it was like <laughs> so much body dysmorphia and so many, so much body image issues that like, it almost started, res- it started impacting me. Like, and I think that was mm-hmm. part of it. That's what like took me to this level where like, I, I would look at myself and be like, well, shoot, what do they think of me? Like, I felt like they worshiped the crown I walked on, but like, man, I was like, and I was like, I was just like a really athletic looking, like puffy girl. Like I didn't, I was never like that, but it was just that something wasn't right. But Mm -hmm. it just, to be around such a toxic environment for so long. And that was a big part as I slowly, they kind of like, I mean, I love them all to death. I still talk to half of them. Um, and and they all are great. They all seem like they have their head on straight. But at the time, it just was exhausting. It mm-hmm. it took everything in me to go to work and to like just put my clothes on and to listen to these girls say these things because I could only coach so much. Like right. I was, I can be a trainer. I can coach, but like when you're seeing let's see five, ten, fifteen, twenty of them a day it's exhausting. It's yeah. like you're a therapist for 20 high school girls. And right. you know, with my background and my story, you'll hear about them going to party and all this stuff. And I'm just like, oh my God, like, don't turn into me. And like, yeah. <laughs> hear my story. I mean, they all know my story now and they are like, I love them. You know, they love where I've been from and what I've done and mm. how far I've come. But it, that was, it's hard being a trainer in that world, especially trainers. I don't, that's who I'm working a lot with now is they don't understand. And even my ex is a trainer. My ex sounds like your husband. <laughs> so, um, but they don't always understand that there's more pieces to the puzzle than just, you need to go hard at the gym, like no pain, no gain. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, worst phrase ever. <laughs> so there's, it's like with women, when you do like CrossFit, for example, like that's, tears up your hormonal system. I mean, we're not made to do something like that. Mm-hmm. And it may look good. You may look great or feel great and be super strong for a minute. But the aftermath, I mean, between your liver and everything else that happens, the hormonal chaos it causes, mm-hmm. it's hard to explain it to someone who's an exercise addict. But right. I think that's, there's a, there needs to be a way to bridge that gap mm-hmm. in the fitness world. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's like, 
I'll say for me with my experience, um, the, I was, I got, you know, I had gained quite a bit of weight early on in my thyroid experience right out of college, you know, standard American diet, like the worst possible standard American diet. You could be, I remember a nutritionist told me that I could eat McDonald's as long as I would get like a double cheeseburger versus getting two hamburgers because it was less carb, you know? So like, that was even the things I was being taught on how to like lose weight. And then I got really deep into fitness. And that was like, when I feel like it's still, it's still a thing, but like, right a few years after Instagram started and all the, you know, the fitspos, the, if it fits your macros, the, you know, all those people were super big, all the, um, like, you know, macro coaches and all, all these things. And, um, I actually, you know, I got really into that. I followed those. I was working out extremely hard and barely eating over 1200 calories. And then, you know, was working three jobs and all this stuff. And, on Instagram. And that's how I met my husband, like, because he was in the fitness world and I was too on Instagram, but like now my, I mean, my body hit a wall and I just, I couldn't do any of it. And it's like, it's been years and I still can't do much of the, of like working out. Um, I have to be like very careful with what I do and, but yeah, it's hard. Like you're talking about body dysmorphia too. Like I gained tons of weight, which I've talked about on here and on Instagram a lot, but like, um, and you know, it's hard to be like, to look back at yourself and be like, I want to look like that again, but I don't necessarily remember that I felt like shit, (laughs) but like, I want to look like that though. (laughs) Like, you know, so it's crazy how, how hard body dysmorphia can just like take over your life. Oh yeah. And I think, you know, I, I have a lot of clients that come in I'll do, you know, a nutrition consult with like their food sensitivity tests. And it's so, it's so basic. It's just, I keep it so simple and I get the best results. It's crazy. And they're like, well, I need to count this. Shouldn't I be counting this? And I need, I have my Fitbit tracker and I have this tracker. Now there's some app for every freaking thing you put in your damn body. And I'm like, (laughs) okay, delete it. Just start a note and share it with me on your phone and type Mm -hmm. out what you've eaten. I don't want to know your amounts. I'll let you know if I need a picture. Right. Things aren't working. And I just, I'm like, no, we're going, I I want to do an intermittent patterning. And I want to do. I'm like, oh my gosh, no, no. This is back to basics. We need to reset things. Mm. I don't want you counting everything because that counting calories and all that stuff too just leads to tons of, um, you know, body image and eating disorders and things like that. I mean, I, uh, even my ex, you know, he was an ex bodybuilder and, and I mean, just watching him go from having to do that so much in his life. And then all of a sudden see when I was with him, um, him learning about what I do and Mm -hmm. that like opened up doors for him but then seeing like it it would be if you if you I say yes you say no kind of thing like I'm not going to restrict anything because I did it for so many years and it it, you know it was just like a polar opposite Mm -hmm. and you know and then he you know he would be like I've lost muscle I'm so small now I mean the guy is huge yeah (laughs) so it's it's okay yeah (laughs) But it, it impacts men too. And I think a lot of people don't realize that I have a lot of male clients where they're super hyper-focused on what they look like because they're dad bods. I get a lot of dad bod guys lately. Right. So, you know, and it's like, okay, well, let's start working on everything else that's going on and, mm. and you know, kind of go from the inside out. Sure. Yeah. And I know that like, 
I'll just talk about thyroid conditions because that's what I know. Um, and I know there are so many other chronic conditions out there that, that can cause some of these issues, but thyroid issues, you know, they just, they can be the first thing to attack that weight and that, um, that like puffiness, like you're talking about. I also had tons of stomach aches, uh, stomach issues with, with my thyroid stuff as well. Granted there was underlying SIBO and other issues there initially too, but, but a lot of it was just that my, my thyroid was so off, you know, I was misdiagnosed with, um, depression, things like that, just because they didn't figure out the thyroid stuff. But I feel like with thyroid conditions, it's really hard because for me, for example, um, you work with a, with a nutritionist or you work with a, a naturopath or, or whoever. And, um, a lot of times the first thing that happens is that I'm put on some sort of elimination diet. Right. And having this, Good luck. <laughs> right. Having this, unless, unless you run a lab, it's so hard. <laughs> I know. Well, and having this background with like disordered eating patterns from the years oh, of extreme yeah. dieting, like I've really struggled with that. Like every time I have to do some sort of elimination diet or, you know, my doctor wants me to do like a bone broth diet or all these things. And I'm just like, it's not, some people might be able to do that and stick to that. But for me, it just, it like wreaks havoc on my mental health and which then ends up, you know, I end up being inflamed and puppy and all these things because I'm so stressed. So do you, do you find that with like the people that you work with as well? Yeah. So if I, that's why I have extensive intake forms and, mm-hmm. you know, I do my discovery call and I, I, I've been around enough women and done enough work um with women who have disordered eating or eating disorders or a lot of it's women but there's some men but I can pick up pretty quickly and then I ask them straight up and if that is the case I revamp how I'm going to totally take the approach on what I'm going to do as far as their eating I will not I typically will not run a food sensitivity test on Mm. a client that has any history of an eating disorder or Mm. anything like that because it's a trigger it's 110 percent trigger and doing fasts and like, I won't do them. I, I won't even try it. Cause I don't, I'm like, I don't, I know my, I'm an addict. Listen, yeah. <laughs> I love, I, I do anything and I do it well. So you tell me to just drink both up for a week or two days. I want to do it for like a month, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and then you guys won't be able to see me. No, right. so, um, and, uh, so I'm, I try to be really, really careful with that. Even on my, like my 14 day detox that I have for people that I give out it, it, there's not one day you do fast. I mean, you do bone broth during the day, but you always have food at, at night or something. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing is I really try to teach people when it comes to like eating and things is don't skip meals. Like just eat your big breakfast. You know, if you're trying to reset things, eat your big breakfast, eat a small meal at night because you're going to binge if you starve yourself all day. It's common sense. Like you can't, right. and your body's going to hold on to everything. If you mm. starve yourself, your body's going to hold on to it. Right. Um, and then it's just everything else goes downhill. You know, I think too, it's hard with people who have SIBO because it's like they get so sick, like you can't eat anything. And right. when, when you're, when you're treating it or when you have it, Right. So it's like, it's, it's such a, it's a, such a fine line. That's a really, really tricky one too. And it's just, it's, everybody's getting it and it's so misdiagnosed and it's so mistreated. Yeah. Uh, this, the whole SIBO thing and it's, and you're never really in recovery. You know, you're, you're in recovery. It's not gone. You can right. relapse at the drop of a hat 
and, and and the sad thing is that's the one that probably keeps the most weight on people yep um but that's that that is one that's really really hard because people just stop eating because they feel bad every time they eat mm-hmm. you know so you can deal with that situation too people a fear of I kind of get the PTSD of like for a long time not so much now more with my hormones but I'll get like the PTSD of like one little thing I know like when I get my hair colored I know what's going to happen oh, I really? know it's a hormone disruptor and I know um because I'm a blonde I do the blonde thing mm, yeah me too. but I've, I've learned to kind of balance it yeah so I know that that can cause you know estrogen dominance big time and I know it's a super hormone hormone disruptor for me so I have to schedule everything around that every six month period when I know I'm going to get my hair colored or whatever so I know that the month after that, I up my infrared sauna. Mm. I start doing more castor oils. I make sure I'm on my liver support. You know, I, the, as soon as I leave there, I go home and I wash my hair just to mm. get as much of it out. So I know that that's, that's going to cause an issue with me. And then my, it could cause some hormone stuff. You know, I'll, I'll start taking my Vitex for a couple of weeks or something like that. Mm. So it's just these little things. I think that a lot of people don't recognize that that cause hormonal chaos it's just mm-hmm. like day-to-day i mean botox getting your hair colored uh filler i mean let's i mean you name it i mean there's so many things that just can set anybody off it's just whether or not you're you gotta be able to know how to deal with it and accept that you want to do this and this is how i'm going to treat it mm-hmm. or in being in tune enough and have a good practitioner teach you through their journey with you that this is the stuff you need to look out for mm-hmm. you know down the road any stress response really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, that, that was something we did. Like when my husband got really sick the first time we, you know, we took out everything toxic in our household that we could find, like literally everything replaced everything that we could, you know, I wasn't getting my hair done. I wasn't getting my nails done, like all this stuff. We were like, and then finally it got to the point similar to like with food where I was like, I can't control everything. I like getting my nails done. I don't go every other week. I go every five to six weeks, you know? So it's like it, things like that, where it's like, it can start to rule your life. But if you're working with a practitioner or you know your body well enough to be, you know, I don't notice a difference when I get my, when I get my nails done, when I get my hair done, it's a migraine trigger for me. So I have to be really careful. I've actually found a salon where I live that use, that doesn't use, um, like the same form of bleach, that kind of stuff. So it, you kind of have to do what works for you, but but that actually reminds me of a question, which I think would be interesting for those listening. Kind of, what's the difference between like an FDN and just like a regular nutritionist or, or you know, a regular doctor? So with FDN, um, I am able to run functional labs. So I, I, um, I have some other certifications now too. Yeah. So, but basically, I can run any of the food sensitivity testing, heavy metals, GI panels. Um, I can do the thyroid panels. I can do really uh, the SIBO, um, breath test, uh, mold. I can send a mold kit for your house. Mm. I can actually even do the um, COVID testing now. Mm. But I, I mean, really, I have accounts with almost every lab company under the sun. It just, so that's what I can do. I, and then I also am a nutritionist on top of it. So I've had extensive education in eating and how to eat right and eat clean and take a holistic approach to it. And, organic foods and why that's important, how to find them, what the balance is. 
Mm-hmm. And I sort of have learned to take all of my knowledge with all of that. Even if I just do a basic nutrition consult, I don't bombard people. It's overwhelming when someone says you have to do everything organic. You, right. you got to get rid of all the chemicals in your house. I think that that's helpful. And to like, like, for example, the little example I brought up before of like a nutritionist that I w- worked with forever ago. And I get where she was coming from. She was like, at the time I was eating a lot of fast food. She's like, how can we like lower the amount that you're eating? Right. We'll just go from like two cheeseburgers to one. But I think with anything in functional medicine, there is just an entirely different approach. Like my health changed so much when I started working with an FDN, when I started working with a naturopath, because the, even just the difference in the intake forms, the difference in the questions that you're asked, you know, it's not like we take, right. It's like, it's not just like birthday. Does anybody in your family have heart issues? And like, you know, how much do you weigh? It's like, you know, so much deeper than that. Like what have you ever been on antibiotics? Like how, you know, all these things that kind of help, um, dive into, to whatever can help you as the practitioner, get more information to help us. Because I think, um, working, I don't like want to bash Western medicine because I love it. And it's been helpful for me in my life as well. But when it comes to having chronic conditions, working with someone in functional medicine is so, so much better in my personal opinion, just because there's so much more to it than just like the basic things that you look at, like all the testing you're talking about, that's where you find things like SIBO that nobody can find that you're finding that you're, you know, you've been living in a mold laden house and you had no idea or, or something like that. And, or you have under functioning thyroid. And I know for me, like I was diagnosed with hypothyroid, but I continued to be sick and sick and sick, even though I was on a good dosage of medication and, oh, well, it's because I had the, I have Hashimoto's, so I have the autoimmune response. So even though my thyroid levels are perfect, my antibodies are not. <laughs> so like, I think that there's just, there's so much more that you can get from these tests that, um, that are super helpful. Yeah. It's, it's pretty incredible. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, I spend so much time with my clients. I mean, the first, I mean, the before I even work with them, I try to see if I'm even a good fit for them and we're going to work well together. Cause I'm not going to work with someone who's not committed. So I, right. I really, you know, the first thing I ask is, are you a C-section baby? Were you breastfed? Mm-hmm. You know, and then we start literally from birth right? <laughs> and I find out everything about their entire childhood and everything about their life. What if they played sports? I mean, I have a couple guys that, that have just had a horrible time. And I, we find out that He's like, well, nobody, you know, I said, do you, did you play contact sports? Is it like football? He's like, yeah. I was like, well, how many concussions did you have? He's like, right. oh, at least seven. I'm like, well, <laughs> that's when your right. microbiome started to be totally whacked. <laughs> um, they're like, what do you mean? And then they're just, they feel like so liberated. There's like, might be an answer out there that could have been why this all, you know, where it all came from. So I, I really, I always tell my clients, the more you can tell me, the better. Mm-hmm. I just tell me everything. And it's amazing the amount of information people forget. Oh yeah. I did have my gallbladder taken out. Right. Right. Okay. But it's not that like other doctors or nutritionists necessarily will go into. So you don't even think to tell people this, or you're so used to not being listened to by other practitioners that you're just like, well, I, you know, like for me, I had, um, I had scarlet fever three times in my life when I was little, like I had strep throat all the time. And while that doesn't necessarily be like, Oh, that's why you have Hashimoto's or, Oh, that's why, whatever. It was still like, you know, other doctors were like, "Mm, interesting. And (laughs) whereas like my naturopath was like, 
that's really interesting. Like we should dig into that, you know, so there's just more to it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, and there's, I mean, I shouldn't even say there's even bad, there's great doctors, there's bad doctors, there's great trainers, there's bad trainers, there's great, you know, functional med people and there's horrible ones. I mean, I've wasted so much money in the process and that's sort of why I, I got into this is like, I don't want people to end up with a practitioner like I was with. I mean, I've wasted so much money running, even with people, even with functional, you know, doctors, I, I've also gotten tired by at least five Western medicine doctors. When I was super um, estrogen dominant, I knew I needed some progesterone. And it was at the point where I was so sick. My dad's like, just go to, just go to an endocrinologist, please just go. Yeah. And I was like, fine. They, and they come in, I'm like crying. I'm like, I just, I'm so sick. And they, they go, well, we're going to prescribe you some antibiotics and mm-hmm. we think everything else is fine. And I go, fuck you. You're right. And I walked out of the office. You're right. And then they call and they said, I'm fired. And we're going to send you to this person. I went to that person and they put me on spiritolactone. Oh, yep. I'm like, oh, okay. So let's block my testosterone <laughs> and put me on a diuretic. Yeah. Okay. Like I don't have acne. I'm not like, where's this even coming from? So then that one, I was like, I said something I called and I was like, what are you doing? And then they yeah. hired me. So it was just like one after another. I was like, I'm done. Like, I don't know what to do, you know? And it's, it's lonely. You mm-hmm. know, I, I, I remember spending countless days just like laying on my floor crying, being like, I don't like hopeless. Like I literally, like I wasn't going to kill myself, but right. I was like, I, if I can't figure this out, I just, I don't want to live. Mm-hmm. I was in, I became a super introvert. Mm. I am an extrovert. Like I love people like super Sagittarius Capricorn. Like yep. <laughs> one. I was a DJ. Like I entertain people. So, I mean, I didn't want to leave my house and I still have that. Like when I don't feel well, mm-hmm. I, I just, I hunker down and I'm like, Oh my God, you know, yep. I don't want to see anybody. <laughs> yep. Um, and some, some PTSD there. I need to work through. Probably. <laughs> no, I'm the same way, like extreme extrovert, but like even this last year, like with COVID and just like things in general with my health weren't, aren't great. Like I just didn't want to leave the house. I didn't want to do anything. But then I also like, didn't want to talk to even like people via zoom, like all that stuff. And that, that's a big like red flag for me because I'm like, wait, I like people. (laughs) I like being around people. I don't like laying on the couch, just watching YouTube all day. So something's off here. (laughs) Yeah. And that's people, you know, when you, when you feel that sick, but you become like that introvert, yet you need people mm-hmm. to pull you, to help you get out of it. Like, I mean, that's the blessing with my son mm-hmm. is even my bad days when I'm like, I am so bloated. Mm-hmm. I, what's going on? Like my uterus feels like it's going to explode. Like I still have days, bad days. I'm not perfect. Right. But you know, I have that kid and I can't, I, it keeps me from getting in my own head about it. And that's like one of a great thing is before I would just go and I would just get depressed and just sit in my bed and be like, what can I do? I'd try to do everything I would mm-hmm. do. You know, I'd be doing coffee enemas all day or not all day, but I do that. I get the sauna. I do that. I'd be like, name it. I'd be doing it. Just be like, I just need relief. Just, you know, and now I know it always gets better. And that's what I tell people is like, if you're going to work with me or someone like me and they know what they're doing, they're educated. It's going to be a journey. It's a mm-hmm. super long road. You're going to have to do work, but it will always get better. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's a roller coaster. You're going to have bad days. If you've already been through being, you know, chronically sick or whatever, you're going to have bad days. Yeah. And you got to learn what you got to have a plan. 
mm-hmm. you know, for those days. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's why like, it's super helpful to work with someone I've worked with two FDNs and a naturopath. And like, I've just made, I'm still not perfect. I'm definitely going through like a, a low period with my health right now, but the amount of things that have changed with my health. I mean, even just like the SIBO thing, like we were talking about, um, it'll still, I'm sure it's not fully gone, but I mean, I was at the, I was that girl that like, I couldn't eat anything without looking like I was nine months pregnant. And that's when I was thin. (laughs) So I'm like, wait a minute, this doesn't fit. So like, so I feel that, but one of the things that we were just talking about that, that I want to ask that I like asking everybody is what are some things that you like to do every day that keep you feeling your best self, like your most vibrant self? What are some things that you like to do? So, well, I mean, I take my, I mean, my gamut of supplements to <laughs> sort of support my system, depending on what I have going on, but I'm always on like a good liver support, mm-hmm. you know, the MTFHR. I do, I put trace minerals in my water. I put pH in my water. I put my L-glutamine in the water. I put, um, I do my collagen. So I, I mean, I do the whole supplement thing, but as far as like, I do work out. So mm-hmm. I do strength train three days a week. Mm-hmm. I, I don't over exceed my cardio. I do it. If I do it, I have to be in like a happy place and I have to know that I have the energy for it. And I can, I've learned where I can just kind of tell on that day. Mm-hmm. My my bed, like you should. I so I I started dating during COVID, well now at the end of the COVID thing. <laughs> so my bed is just like I don't even like want to bring a boy into my bed <laughs> because it's got a bio mat. I have a castor oil, like a heating pad for my castor oil pack. I have my massive like air filtration system in my room that's like sounds like <laughs> like a tornado. And then I have like this acupuncture blanket that I lay on. It's just like I mean. So I do, I mean, I'm, I do everything I can and I do my infrared and I try to nail out as many things as I can at one time. Yeah. I can, you know, so at least I know at night I've got my biomat, I can do a casserole oil pack, I can do the acupuncture thing. So I do that and I, you know, I try to eat super clean, but I don't restrict as much. I don't get as sick when I cheat anymore. Mm-hmm. So, you know, on the weekends, you know, I'll have fun or whatever, or I just, I'm really good during the week. It's kind of how I work. I mean, not always perfect. And I don't beat myself up over it because I know like the next day I'll be better. Like I may feel bad that one day, but I know what I'm getting into. Mm-hmm. And I know I can always like reverse it. This isn't something like before I think I had the mentality that it was like, if I screwed up on my food, I, I mean, I was just so careful. I was so sick. Mm-hmm. If I screwed up, my life was over. <laughs> like right. I was going to die. If I right. ate a reactive food, I was going to die. <laughs> now I know I'm not. Like I'll be okay. Yeah. So I do that. But so yeah, it's kind of. I mean, I have like you know the air filters in my house, the water filters in my house. So you know, I mean, what more can I? You know, I don't know. There's that much more. I. I mean, there's more. I could biohack myself <laughs> to death, but I don't have it in me. I'm a single mom. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I do. That's my thing. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think I love all those things. We, I feel like I go through periods of time. We have a sauna and I actually did a coffee enema this morning, (laughs) but like, so it's like, you know, every now and then it's like, um, I'm more into it than other times, but But yeah, I think that it's interesting just to hear what other people do because, you know, some people don't do much. They just go for a walk every day and that's cool. And then some people might be doing like extreme biohacking and that's cool too. And it's like for people that are listening, what's maybe something that I could add to my list or what's, you know, something that, that makes this person feel better. Maybe that'll make me feel better, you know? So, so I always like asking them, but 
Yeah, there's so many things. I have like my heart math and my red light. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I, I you know, it just goes in roller coasters, like you said. It's just mm-hmm. sort of like for a while I'll do the coffee enemas and, and I'll just be like, oh, okay, I think I'll stop. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you just kind of, and I can't handle this anymore. <laughs> right. I know. Yeah. My body will tell you. Yeah, it really will. And I think too, that's like working with someone can be really helpful. Like for me, never would I have ever thought about putting coffee up my butt. (laughs) Never would I have thought about that. Right. Never would I have thought about, you know, living in North Carolina heat and then getting into a sauna. Why would I do that? (laughs) Like, but it's helpful working with a practitioner because I mean, my practitioner asked me to do coffee enemas, like three years ago. And I was like, heck no. But now after we've done so much healing and I'm not as afraid of it anymore, then I'll try it. So like working with someone like you, you know, they're not, she's not going to, you're not going to like force someone into something that they don't want to do, obviously, because that stress that it causes is like, it's just totally going to negate all of the effects of the supplementation of the diet of all that stuff. If you're stressed about the fact that your practitioner is forcing you to, you know, do a coffee or something. Like <laughs> right. I know that. Well, that's like the easy way out. All my, like for my personal trainings, all I have to do is like that hurts me. I'm like pain, pain, or it just is like your store pain. Right. I'm like, oh. And then if they say, and then my other clients say, you know, my FBN clients say, oh, well, it's just stressing me out. I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah, you're done. Don't do it. Yeah. It's like that's the secret trick. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So if people were interested in working with you or they wanted to connect with you, what would be the best ways that they could do that? So they can check out my website. It is www.cfitpt.com. So S-E-E-F-I-T-P-T.com. And then I'm on Instagram as C-Fit Living. Mm-hmm. And then I am on Facebook as C-Fit or Samantha Lander. Mm-hmm. So try to hit it all. Perfect. Yeah. I'll have those all linked in the show notes and, um, and in the posts that I do for this too. So people can just find you quickly that way as well. But, but yeah, thank you so much for being on today. Is there anything else that we missed that you'd like to tell the listeners of the podcast? Probably. It's like the intake forms. <laughs> I, not that I can think of, but yeah. no, but I really appreciate you having me on. It was great. I love your podcast. I enjoy it. I was saying in the beginning that it's like my, when I work out in the morning, I listen to it. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for, thank you for listening. And yeah, thank you for being on. I feel like I easily could talk to you about 17,000 other subjects. So if there's anything, anybody that's listening wants to hear from us again, let us know, but, but yeah, thanks so much for being on. Great. Thanks for having me. And that's a wrap on today's episode of the chronically healing podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed it. Make sure you come over to Instagram and tell me how much you enjoyed today's episode. My handle is Jesse underscore underscore Fritz, which you can always find on my website or in the show notes. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review. I know I say this all the time, but it's super helpful in helping the podcast grow and getting the types of people that you want to hear from on the podcast. So thanks again for listening and I will see you in the next episode.